Welcome to the Feel Strong Fitness Podcast, fitness, nutrition, and lifestyle programs created for your goals and your reality. No magic pills, no judgments, and no time to waste. Let's get into it. Why, hello there. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Feel Strong Fitness Podcast. My name, of course, is Justin McClintock, and I appreciate you being here. We're going to talk about feedback today. I had an entirely different podcast than this laid out. There were notes, there was a cool recovery thing, very tactical. But this topic has come up a bunch in the past week. And I often take that as a sign that it should be talked about or more people want to know about it. Or maybe it's something I just feel should be fleshed out. Because as with all of these things, whenever we talk into a microphone here, I hope it's of some use to you. So I want to talk about feedback and especially you giving feedback. Uh, For feedback, what are we talking about? Feedback can be between any two parties. Mostly what we're talking about here is coach and client, coach and member, coach and athlete, that structure. Uh, But it can certainly be boss and employee. It can be a business and a vendor. Feedback basically works for all relationships, personal, professional, across the board. Feedback is required. It's going to come up and it's really important. This rests on the foundation that expecting something to change or expecting something new, expecting something that isn't already happening without seeking it or asking for it can be essentially foolish. It may be unlikely it's going to happen if no one knows that you want it to happen, if it hasn't been expressed. Not knowing how things are going, the other side of it, not asking for feedback, not seeking feedback, not desiring the information can be absolutely deadly. This can be poison for any relationship, professional or personal. When should you give feedback? I believe you should give feedback when you need something, especially when you need something new. Something doesn't feel right. Something isn't going your way. This can be as simple as in the the coach-client relationship, this movement feels really awkward. You know, I've we've looked at it. I sent a video. You gave me some corrections. It's still not working. I just, I hate this movement. Is there something else we can do? And the answer is likely yes. If the answer is no, then it's probably something very sports-specific or possibly very rehab-specific. Maybe the reason it's awkward is that it's uncomfortable and we're developing new motor patterns. But most of the time, in my experience, there's lots of ways to the finish line. If you're someone who barbell, single-leg Romanian deadlifts just always feel like a circus trick and you can't develop tension and you're bouncing all over the place and you hate the way people look at you, Yes, we'll find something new. Better example, this comes up all the time, weighted hip thrusts, barbell hip thrusts. If you know what these are, typically done with your shoulder blades propped up on a low bench or large pad, barbell across your hips, usually some padding or something, neutral spine, drive through your glutes, raise up or up off the ground, and back down. Easily the number one glute activation exercise that exists. It just is. It has been shown over and over again. You want to work glutes. You want to build glutes. You want to get stronger. That's the thing you should do. However, it can be an embarrassing thing to do in public. 
especially if you're a member of a big box gym. Sadly, especially if you are a female or a female presenting in any way, doing these in a big box gym can be lame. It can be uncomfortable. And at some point, just because it's the best glute activation exercise in the world doesn't mean it's worth embarrassing yourself. And if you're already feeling bad about it going in, there's lots of studies showing that you probably won't be able to give what we need on that exercise, et cetera, et cetera. There's probably another way. So if you need something new, you desire change. Another time to give feedback is if a new issue has come up. Something has happened. This hurts and it didn't used to. I'm sore in ways I'm not used to. My schedule is changing and I'm not sure how to make all of these things work. Rather than tying yourself in knots, perhaps especially if you're a one-on-one coaching relationship, but possibly with group classes, possibly with a group template, reach out and say, this new, I, you know, the training has been working fine. This program has been working fine. Your nutrition prescriptions have been working fine, but something has changed. There's a new issue. And now I feel like I need something else or I need some guidance. We need to massage this in a way so it works better for me. You should give feedback when you're asked. If someone reaches out, if it's a certainly if it's a partner, if it's a business vendor, if it's your employee or your boss, uh, if your athlete or your coach reaches out and says, hey, I'd really like some feedback on this. Let me know how this is going. And to some degree, I think you can take how seriously they're asking in a few different points. How often does this happen? If it's something that happens pretty regularly and you know they're expecting an answer, then great. You should give them an answer. We typically use at FeelStrong a fairly complete feedback form with a bunch of different points, sort of seven to 10 questions trying to get from all angles. How are things going? What do you need? What's working? What isn't working? You know, working around how things are treating you and how this program is affecting you really specifically looking for specific feedback, as well as places to go on and say, you know, tell us another thing we don't know, tell us something you're thinking of. If your boss reaches out and asks for specific feedback, I'd like to know how you feel about X, Y, and Z. Please tell me how you see the company culture. How are we running that? How do you feel about your schedule? How do you feel about your workload? How do you feel about the relationships we're making you pursue within the company? things like that. That's really specific. I would give them a high five and ideally answer those questions, recognizing that sometimes these relationships are difficult. I, of course, leave it to you to navigate your own professional path. But generally, if someone asks for feedback, I suggest giving it to them. Another important place I think to give feedback is if you're considering switching paths, whether that means leaving this coach for another coach or just leaving this coach to do your own thing, maybe follow a group template program, whatever it is you're doing, if you're considering switching jobs, if you're considering switching vendors, et cetera, et cetera, and you have some trust built with this person, I suggest giving the feedback, letting them know. Possibly, I guess this could be seen in some context as sort of giving them a chance to fix it. Maybe they can and maybe they can't. Now, if you have, if you've gotten to a point where you don't trust this person, this individual, this company, if you're not interested in what they have to say, you're just completely unhappy, I would say if you've gotten to that point, you've likely already missed the opportunity to give feedback several times. 
things have probably come up where you've been unhappy, you've needed something new, you've desired some change, there's been a new issue, maybe you've been asked for feedback, maybe you haven't. I suspect this has already come up a number of times, which is why it's come to this head of wanting to switch paths completely. But give that feedback, even if it's on the way out the door. I usually suggest doing this as the idea occurs to you to see if this person, this thing, this company can elicit change and giving them an opportunity because certainly assuming you're comfortable with this relationship, you trust them, you think it's working, working within that already built relationship is usually easier and can be more productive. But even if you're for sure walking away and you're willing to give useful, constructive feedback, this isn't burning bridges, this isn't just tossing a bomb behind you, but giving that feedback can help the person, the thing, the entity that was working with you, and ideally help the next person that comes around. Now, of course, this requires trust, this requires communication, this requires openness on both parties, but it's really important. How should you give this feedback? I mean this both literally and generally. I think you should give feedback in writing. I think it's really useful to write it down, have it be permanent. If you are a boss-employee relationship, client-vendor relationship, this can be useful if things ever come to a head. You can say, well, if you look back on part A, part B, part C of our feedback chain, these are things I spelled out really clearly that I needed and you didn't meet me on. This can certainly also work with a coach-client relationship. You know, I asked for this three different times and either you didn't respond or you didn't respond appropriately. I need to get out of here. Having things in writing can also give you the chance to lay it out, to edit, to make it sound just the way you want. Now, I recognize this requires you being fairly comfortable writing and liking writing things out and being comfortable with laying things out that way. Not everyone is. So the next option I would suggest is a slightly modern version and doing a voice memo. Basically what we're doing right now, talking to a microphone, every phone has it built in, so you can just do it on your phone and lay out your points, know where you're going. Maybe you sketch an outline on paper, but you don't want to write it all out, but you can talk about it and let them know what it is, what you need, the new issue, the change you're looking for, X, Y, and Z. The final way I usually like to give feedback is face-to-face. And it's not because I don't like talking to people. I do. I love being in a room and talking to people. But if you're laying out feedback, if this is something important, you want to make sure you hit your points. You want to make sure you get where you want to go. So if you're going to do it face-to-face, totally cool. If you're a confident speaker and you know you can manage these points, then go to it. I will often have people, if I've consulted people lots of times on things like this, have them at least write an outline, know the points where they're going before they go face-to-face. Sometimes, not everyone is comfortable speaking face-to-face. Occasionally, giving feedback can feel intimidating or can feel like you're giving criticism. Sometimes the power dynamic is a little bit strange, certainly in a boss-employee relationship. This can potentially feel like a challenge, and that can be a scary place to be. Now, that is literally how to give feedback, how to deliver the information. In what way should you give this feedback? You should be as clear as possible. Try and whittle down what it is you're actually trying to say. Don't work around it. Avoid as many qualifying statements as you can. Don't say that 
I need more money. I mean, I know I make I make really good money here and I have nothing to complain about and lots of people have it better than me. If what you truly believe you need is another 20%, that's not the way to do it. Don't make apologies for yourself. Don't work around it. It also just confuses the issue. Be very clear about what you're looking for. If you ask for A and you don't get A delivered, then at least you understand where you stand. You This may include feelings. Feedback often may, in fact, hinge on feelings. I feel like I'm not heard or I'm taking for granted or I'm not given enough responsibility or you don't pay attention to my schedule or whatever it is. So very clear, even if it involves feelings, you need to be very clear about what you're asking for and know what you want. As well as being clear with the communication, know what you want the endpoint to be. You may not know what form the endpoint takes. This certainly comes up with our coach-client relationship. Someone says, you know, I'm feeling beat up and I'm not recovering. I want to get stronger and I feel like I'm not getting strong. I'm plateauing and I'm sore all the time and the workouts just take too long. What they want, and I would, if I was consulting someone to have this conversation, is they want shorter, more effective workouts, which they can recover from, that still move them toward their goals. That is very, very clear. For someone who does what I do, that's extremely clear as far as an ask goes. Don't skirt around it. The more direct you can be, the better. What happens after you give feedback? So you did all this, you knew uh, that it was the right context to do it, it was the right time to give feedback, you gave it in writing or a voice memo maybe, maybe you went face-to-face, you were direct, you knew what you were going for, and you asked for it clearly, then what? Then you should expect an answer. You should expect an answer, likely in the form that you gave it. If you give feedback in writing and someone stops you in a hallway and gives you feedback face-to-face, I think that's a little iffy. I don't love it. I think it's perfectly reasonable to ask for that in writing. Certainly in a context where you're trying to create a paper trail of some sort, it's more than appropriate to ask for that in writing. But even if you just want it, if you're someone who processes better reading it, and I think it's reasonably professional, if someone sends you something in a reasonable format, if someone sends you an email, you should probably respond with an email. Now, if someone sends me a Instagram direct message on a post of mine and it's completely unrelated to that post and it's a client asking for something else, I will probably take it off of Instagram and go within our online coaching portal and message them there. But it would still be an online message and that's totally fair. While you're expecting an answer, You may not know what the answer is, but it's very reasonable to expect an answer. If you give feedback and you don't hear anything and nothing changes, if it's not even recognized as having been given, you should ask very clearly, make sure, first of all, the feedback was received and it literally happened, it showed up, it didn't get lost, and then ask when you can expect an answer. You may not be ignored. It is unacceptable for you to be ignored in any of these contexts, personal or professional. Know, however, that the answer might be, I don't know for now. If someone, that client, that theoretical client I mentioned a little while ago, who needs a new workout program that's shorter, more accessible, breaks them down a little less, allows more time for recovery, but still moves them toward their goals... 
it's likely I might have a hypothetical outline I could spit off the top of my head, but I am not going to know for sure until I sit down and do some actual work what that program is going to look like, which is good because if we're really making something special for you for a special set of needs, especially a set of needs that have cho- that have changed, pardon me, then I'm not just going to assign you template C instead of template B. We're going to make something brand new for you and that takes a minute. So the answer might be to, I need a new program. What program should I do? I don't know, but let me work on it. If you ask your boss for a raise and it's a surprise, the answer might be, I don't know, but let me work on it. And that should be acceptable for now. It can't be, oh gosh, I don't know. And then nothing. Put a time limit on it, just like you would any other goal. Okay, when can I expect to hear from you? I'd like to hear something in the next three days. Can I have something in the next week? Can I have something by end of business day on Friday? Whatever that's going to be. Should you get an answer? So expect an answer. You should get an answer, whether it's right away or whether it takes a few days, several days, whatever it is. Have an idea what you're going to do with an answer. Have an idea what you're going to do with a good answer. Have an idea what you're going to do with a bad answer. If It's a good answer. If you ask for feedback and you ask for this change, a new issue has come back and a solution is presented and you say, oh, that's pretty good. Know what you're going to do. Oh, that's exactly what I was looking for. Thank you very much. We'll resume course as we were. Thank you so much for listening to my feedback. Away we go. That's a great way to treat a good answer. If the answer comes back and it's bad and that may be, uh, no, there's no more money. I'm really sorry. Uh, we can revisit in six months. If that's unacceptable to you, know what you're going to do. Oh, I understand. However, at this time, I really don't think I can continue with company X, Y, and Z without this compensation. So consider this my whatever notice you want to give. Or with a coach. Hey, I looked at your program, and honestly, it seems like you should be able to recover from this. It's not that much work. Um... I have lots of people who do more work than this and they don't get beat up. So I think you're probably just doing something wrong. That's a terrible answer to needing a new program question. That's the kind of thing we should say, okay, I understand. Maybe I'm not your typical client. I obviously am not responding the way you expect me to your programs. I've tried to work within this. It's not really working. I think I should go go the other way and seek out someone else. Recognize that there's a lot of space between a good and a bad answer. This may become an ongoing conversation. Whether it's something as simple, maybe not simple, but the straightforward example of a salary negotiation. I want 100, here's 10, you settle at 65, back and forth. That's a very simple version of a conversation. But in this coaching client fitness context, it may be, well, here's the program. I listened to what you said. I adjusted based on these needs. What do you think about this? oh, well, this looks pretty good. Let me try it out. And then you do one week of the program, come back and say, you know, days one and four felt great. Day, day two is still really long. And I felt really sore for two or three days after it. And day three is just unsatisfying. I know it's supposed to cross X, Y, and Z, but something about it isn't cool. Can we adjust days two and day three so it works a little better? And maybe that's something you're working to together, which ideally is how feedback works. It's a two-way street. You 
hear A, you respond with B, you hear C, you respond with D. So this may become a conversation. On that note of feedback being a two-way street, how should you take feedback? You should take feedback when you ask for it. This is my favorite. Go looking for it. Seek it out. If you're not sure, if there's any question in your mind, start asking for it. People usually like this. Coaches, any good coach that I know, loves to be asked, why are we doing what we're doing? Is there a way we can change this? Hey, I expected to feel this, but I feel this instead. Is that right? What can we do? What can we adjust? I am not, not telling you to message your coach after every single movement you do, asking for tiny little changes to your squat routine. Don't, coaches, do not fill up my DMs, do not hit me on Twitter. That's not what I'm saying. But I know, and you know, that clients that give us feedback are easier to work with, they're easier to satisfy, because they're easier to build great programs for. If people don't tell you anything about how it's going, if people don't tell you anything about how it's feeling, you have to make a bunch of assumptions. The less we have to assume, the more specific and accurate we can be. So first, you should take feedback when you ask for it, and you should be asking for it. You should seek it out. You should absolutely be on the hunt for feedback about how things are going all the time. And if you're not, I strongly suspect you don't believe in yourself. The only people who don't ask how things are going or how they're doing are on a power trip or an ego trip, often combined with feeling like maybe they aren't actually doing a good job. Maybe they shouldn't really be here. Maybe it's some imposter syndrome. Maybe someone's gotten a little too big for their britches. Whatever it is, you should be seeking out that feedback all the time. However you got the feedback, whether or not you asked for it, whether or not you went looking for it, don't take it personally. The worst thing you can do is take feedback personally. Because not only will it ruin your day, not only will it make it a much harder conversation to have, but you are much less likely to get feedback in the future. Because if someone says, if you go looking for feedback, I hope this is the case, if you go looking for feedback and say, hey, I spent you know all this time building you this killer squat program. I really think it's the future of squat programs. I'm super excited. How do you like it? And they say, well, it takes a really long time, so I often don't get to finish it. And like, there's nine different tempos for every movement, so it's confusing. And it's really boring. It's just, it's eight sets of 20 five times a week, and I'm so bored, and I don't like it. That is a statement about a program. It is not a statement about you as a programmer. It is a, a thing you made and someone is leveling criticism at it, not at you. If you take it personally, they're not going to tell you the next time something comes up, you're in the process of destroying your relationship by taking criticism personally. I understand being passionate and personally invested in the things you make. It is what we do. We care deeply about the programs we make. We make them for people that we learn. We try to learn the 
essence of each and every athlete that we work with. And you cannot hurt my feelings by talking about a program because it's just a program. It is the tools and the craft and the art that we use to produce the result, which is a strong, healthy, happy, athletic, moving, vibrant, energetic human being. That's what I get excited about. The details, while I love to nerd out about it, I will talk technique and movement couplets and triplets and tempos and bands and weird resistance and time under tension. I will talk about it with you all day long, but you can't hurt my feelings about it because that's not who I am. It is not my personality. It is not the essence of my being is not reps in reserve. It is just one of the tools that we use to build a program. I cannot emphasize it enough. Don't take it personally. Second, be ready to listen more than you talk. And this is especially for the dudes out there. Come on. Be ready to listen more than you talk, especially for those of you who consider yourselves technicians. And I absolutely fall into this sometime, the nerd technician element. We love to be ready to solve it. We love to be ready. Someone's asking a question. Halfway through the question, you've already stopped listening because you're formulating the coolest answer. You're going to show them an exercise solution they've never thought of before, and it's going to blow their socks off. Stop it. Listen to what they're saying. Listen to how they're saying it. Listen to how it's being delivered. If you're face-to-face, -face, look at their body language. Listen to their intonation. Put it in context of everything else they've told you. Get as much information out of this feedback as you can. It's so important, and someone is possibly being really vulnerable and exposing themselves. This can be a scary moment, and they have come to you with this feedback whether or not you went looking for it. Listen. Don't talk right away. Let them tell you about it. When they have stopped telling you about it, try and get them to tell you about it more. Can you tell me more about that? I think I understand this part, but X, Y, and Z. Ask the questions. Really try and carve it out because know that this feedback is going to guide you going forward. It's so important. It's so interesting. And it's so personal that they're sharing it with you. Let them share all of it with you recognize this isn't easy for everyone. Some people, it's fine. And I hope we certainly strive to build really open communicative relationships with our members, with our clients. I absolutely have people who tell me stuff that they say they don't tell anyone else. We find out information that other people maybe never find out or find out much, much later on for a variety of reasons. But Many people don't want to share feedback or aren't great at sharing feedback or don't maybe don't view this relationship the same way you do. You are a tool in the toolbox, and that's not necessarily wrong. If someone's paying you big money as a coach to write them a workout program or a nutrition program or a complete lifestyle program or whatever it is, they may just be exchanging money for a result and when they ask for something, they expect it to be done. And that's not necessarily wrong. It doesn't have to be all hunky-dory, high fives and hugs. It can be a completely professionally useful relationship as long as you can navigate that. It doesn't mean you're allowed to be treated like the help or like garbage or unempathetically or like you're not a human being. But people are allowed to ask for what they want and you should be ready for that. Finally, you should be prepared to have an answer. At least at first. And just like we talked about before, the answer might be, I don't know, but it is unacceptable to not recognize it, to not answer. 
If someone sends you a long email laying out the problems they're having or the issue that has come up or some changes they think they need or why they've decided to move on, you cannot not answer it. I think it is completely unprofessional. I think it is damaging across the board. I think it's a huge mistake to ignore it. If you're ignoring it because you're mad or you think they're wrong or their feedback is stupid or it's a waste of your time, you should maybe double check that point we made a few minutes ago that you might be taking your feedback personally. Don't take it personally. Be prepared to have an answer. The answer might be, I don't know for now. I don't know. Let me work on it. This is really interesting. Give me a few days to go work on it. Well, that number is bigger than I thought it was going to be, but I expected this. I need a week to work on this. Whatever it is. But you have to be prepared to have an answer. Feedback is super important. You have to recognize that it happened. You have to declare that you have a plan to deal with it. And then you have to deal with it. Whatever it is. It has become one of your new priorities, no matter how busy you are. So, a couple of takeaways. One of the things that sometimes prevents feedback from happening is people putting their coach or boss or program or business on a pedestal and just assuming this zealot, this guru has a super secret squirrel plan and they just have the next 64 weeks planned out to the minute they know exactly what's happening and I shouldn't question it, just trust the process. That might be true. I strongly suspect it's not true. It might be true. That doesn't mean you shouldn't get the feedback. If you feel like something needs to change, if a new issue has come up, if you're desiring something, something isn't working, it is far better to address it now than to let it fester for another 52 weeks. Maybe the answer is, oh, actually, I have this super secret squirrel plan over the next 52 weeks. Exactly what you're talking about is what we expected to happen here. But in four weeks, we're shifting to this new cycle and this awkward challenge to recover, to recover from peace that we're doing is going to pay dividends there. So I suggest dealing with it using A, B, and C, fuel yourself this way, recover this way. Let's put some of this in here. This is an expected result, but we're going forward and this is why. That will make you feel better, even though it doesn't mean anything changes. You've gotten the feedback. You understand the why. You understand the plan. You know where we're going. Or it might make you feel terrible. And maybe the answer is, I can't possibly do this for another four weeks. I need to change right now. And if I'm your coach, that means as much as I love it, we throw the 52, whatever I said, 64 week secret squirrel plan in the trash, light it on fire, and we start over. The best plans ever made have changed over and over and over again. The most impressive achievements, the most impressive things ever built, the most impressive companies ever created, the most impressive relationships ever sustained have changed over and over and over and over again. It's not a straight line. It's a bunch of zigzags, adjusting and adjusting and adjusting and adjusting, and things may well need to adjust. You needing something different isn't wrong. It doesn't make you less valuable. It doesn't make you less good. It doesn't make you certainly doesn't make you less valuable as a client or an employee or a partner. Mushu really wants to get in. 
My dog wants to give me some feedback right now. I understand she's not being clear, but I think I understand. So I'm actually going to wrap it up right now. Feedback is super important. I strongly suggest seeking it out, and I strongly suggest giving it. You're not being a pain. You're not being annoying. You're asking for what you need. And I think that's incredibly valuable. Thank you so much for your time. If this has been of use, please light us up on Instagram. This will be coming out on Monday. I really appreciate the feedback. I really appreciate the comments. It's been great so far. Having y'all out there makes me feel awesome week to week. This is Justin. Feel strong. Thank you everyone so much for listening. Please visit us at feelstrong.me. Find us on Instagram at feelstrongfit. You can DM us to get started, pick our brain, rate and review us on iTunes. Please, five stars there makes a really big difference. And folks, remember, we don't work with everyone, but we'll talk to anyone. If you're ready to get started today, so are we. Thank you again and feel strong.